Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. Super excited you're here today. Um, so we're going to get going. I am really going to focus a lot um, this month, this entire month of February on that inner child, on the inner child and the unmet needs of the inner child and how it really sabotages our relationships and um, our life and how important it is to heal that part of you because bottom line is this is that you know what you are your story until you heal it and that's the truth until you heal your story you are your story how what does that mean that means that whatever the dysfunctional childhood that you came from and whatever the, the beliefs that you brought with you out of that childhood, whatever your, you know, ego is telling you, whatever your subconscious mind is, you know, causing you to become and be is who you are. And you can find those answers to these things within your childhood story. And that's, the, it, it, there's no other way around it. You know, um, I see I see the end result of childhood reactions in the adult every single day that I get up and I work. I see it. I see the loneliness, the anxiety, the sexual difficulties, the depression, the fear, fears, the crumbling marriages, the compulsive striving for success but never actually finding it or finding it and then proving, having to prove again that you're successful because you never really, you know, you're always doing one of two things. You're either proving that you're not good enough by overachieving or you're proving you're not good enough by underachieving. It's like you're always one or the other. It's just, you know, I see it in the affairs, in the lying, the manipulating, in the narcissism. I see it in the codependence, in the attachment styles. I see it in everything, every single day. Because what is my tagline? And I've told you before how much I love it. Every relationship begins with you. And that is the truth. Every marriage, every partnership, every career relationship, every everything in your life begins with you. So if you have an unhealed story, you're in trouble. Right. And so, you know, you want to thrive. Everybody knows that. I know that I you don't want to just survive. And most of us are just surviving, you know, and we're we're ineffectively living. We're exhausted. We're frustrated. We're resentful. We're angry. And we just continue to behave like a child through controlling, through manipulation, through so many other ways of getting our needs met. Our, you know, and, and needs, by the way, are healthy. It's healthy to have healthy needs. But when you're operating as a child in an adult's body, you're trying to get healthy needs filled in an unhealthy way, which are actually your voids. You know, and we're going to go into that later on this month also. And, you know, um, I just, you know, all so much of your distress, the fatigue, that inner emptiness that you feel, you know, 
if you would just get to know that inner child, get to know your story, listen to your story, talk about your story, and heal it. And I don't mean for years. I talk about my client's story one time. We need to. But that we don't keep going back to it. That keeps us stuck in it. We talk about it. We need to heal it. And it's not easy, but it's also not as hard as you think. Because you're ready to let go of that story. Most of you are. You're just fearful of doing it. Why? Because our real self, who we really are, has been suppressed. You know, who we are is actually genuine, spontaneous. We're expansive human beings. We're loving. We're giving. We accept ourselves and others. We love. We love unconditionally. You know, our feelings are appropriate. They're spontaneous. You know, we're assertive. We're not aggressive, we're not non-assertive, we're not people pleasers. We have the ability to be childlike and have fun and play at appropriate times. You know, we're vulnerable, we trust, we enjoy being nurtured, we surrender to the things that we cannot control, we don't try to control them. You know, we are self-indulgent in a good way, in a way that is self-care, that takes care of ourselves emotionally and mentally so we can strive to have that life that we desire. You know, um, we're free to grow. But unfortunately, most of us have adopted, adopted, you know, the false self, which is that mask we wear. It's unauthentic. It's the codependent self. You know, and codependency, by the way, is, is really found in any, every unhealthy attachment style there is, from narcissism to codependence itself. But what's codependence? It's really just an attachment style on steroids that normally does, you know, end up with a narcissist. And I will do a podcast on how codependence is actually in every attachment style. There's a spectrum of it, you know? Nothing's all, ever black and white. Nothing, including unhealthy attachment styles. And there's nothing wrong with the, the term codependent. <laughs> it's a term to, to, to describe an unhealthy dependence on, you know what, the, the needs and behaviors of others to make yourself feel better. That's all it is. It's not saying you're a piece of shit, you loser, you lunatic. Get control of yourself. Okay, stop. Stop acting like everything's so bad when it's, when, you know, even taking, even being offended by the word codependent is, is a trauma response. What else would you like to call it? It is what it is. And it's not bad. It just needs to be healed. You know? So, so, um, going back to, you know, what happens and is, you know, we take on again, this false self, we plan and we we, we control and we plan through manipulation and lying. The lying, oh, and the manipulation and the denial. It's gross. We withhold our love. We, we, we take our love and we use it as a weapon against people that we love. Who does that? Unhealed and unhealthy people that are child, is a child. You know, they're, you know, unhealthy people are envious. They're critical. Oh my God, they're so critical of themselves. They just criticize everybody else. A lot of them are perfectionists. They love conditionally. Their, their love is conditional. Conditional on what you do for them. You know, 
they have this, the, the anger level is amazing. They're rageaholics. They use rage against you, you know, that, which is a big narcissistic thing. You know, they're overdeveloped children, basically. It's an overdeveloped child. And I was, I was that, so I'm not judging it. You're either probably one of these people or you're married to one. And if you're married to one, that means that you have, you know, unhealthy behaviors in, and in unhealed parts of you within. Because healthy people don't stay with those people. They don't marry them. It's, it's, you find secure attachments. And again, you know, you do, you, you, once you know better, once you have the knowledge that I'm giving you and teaching you, then you better do better. Otherwise, you're not a victim. You're a participant. You're participating in abuse. You're participating in dysfunction. Stop. Okay. You know, um, a lot of people will pretend to be strong when they're actually so weak. And they withdraw and they're self-righteous, you know. Um, they feel separate and they tend to act from the subconscious, not the conscious. And they're, you know, in these often, um, these painful patterns are often repeated over and over and over again. So, you know, it's, it's this, this ego part of us, the subconscious, which that's all it is. The ego is nothing more than your subconscious. You know what? It's, it's basically, um, forever planning and plotting selfish, withholding. It's envious, critical, idealized, blaming, shaming, you know, and it's not who you are. It's not your true self, right? See your true self. That child within you that is has been suppressed and your ego has taken over this whole new false self that I just described is actually very expressive in a beautiful way, in a loving way, in an honest way, in a truthful way, not through lying and manipulation. It's your true self. That child within that was suppressed but is waiting, not only were they creative and expressive, but they were assertive. That means, you know what, assertive language is I honor myself, I honor you. I don't need to judge you, I don't need to criticize you, I don't need to put you down. I don't need to make you feel bad. I don't need to cheat on you, lie about you, lie to you. I don't need to... to take from others, use people for their money, for their comfort, for their joy, you know, and then stomp on them. That's a seriously unhealed and underdeveloped inner child. That so so what how does that work then? If you're saying how they're basically the inner child is actually creative, expressive and assertive, but then there's this inner child that is, you know, uh, the manipulator, the liar, the one that's codependent, all of these things. Well, it works like this. You see, you, you've got who you really are, which is your true self, okay, which is a childlike within, but it's your spirit, it's your soul, it's God within you. And then you have the underdeveloped inner child. So, you know, when they say arrested development, 
So I want you to think about that, you know, when you're growing up, you have different um, periods of your life, right? Toddlerhood, preschool, adolescence, all of those things. Well, at each developmental stage, you're developing emotionally, mentally, physically, right? Well, when you're growing up in a dysfunctional household, that development stage has been arrested. It's been taken away, okay? And it's not there. So you don't develop properly. And so that inner child that is stuck and has not developed properly is the one that is reacting disproportionately to situations, circumstances, and people. Okay, so, you know, it will cover up and deny and hide the feelings. So rather than being appropriately assertive, which is the real you, guess what it becomes? You become <laughs> inappropriately aggressive, passive aggressive, right? So because of that, you know, that the, the false self, you know, because it needs to withdraw from people, from society at times. Um, and it also has to be controlled. In, I'm sorry, it, it needs to control. You know, it, it will not surrender. It can't surrender. It's impossible because then it just makes it feel worse. Then what it does is it will um, start to numb out start to feel empty, really, really, really empty inside. This is when apathy kicks in, right? And then when apathy kicks in, oh boy, you're in trouble. And when you go in and out of apathy, you're going in and out of sadness, depression, anxiety, um, and then numbing out. Sometimes numbing out is the alcohol, the drugs, um, you know, it's many things, pornography, um, affairs even, um, because you have to deny what you're doing to the person that you supposedly love and they love you to have affairs. You have to go into some sort of denial that who you are is good and that what you're doing is okay when it's not, right? So, so then when that false or codependent self appears, your life starts just getting worse and worse and worse. And you don't, and you don't know how to stop it when it starts. And you know, and, and and really, again, it goes back to healing, healing, healing. You see, I'm gonna finish up today with this. I'm gonna tell you what you know human needs are. And if you grew up in a dysfunctional, toxic home, your these needs most likely were not met. You know, if you, especially if you had the, um, you know, enmeshment. You never knew where you began, your parents or a parent, you know, um, where you ended and somebody else began, most likely your mother or your father and even your siblings. If you were the oldest of several um, of, you know, three or more siblings, you would and you had to take care of the kids. All You know, there's there's many uh, ways to describe enmeshment in the family. Um, also, um, if you had a parent that was um, unpredictable emotionally um, unpredictable, also um, would abandon, come in and out of your life, or just strictly abandoned you, um, whether it was through leaving, you know, death. Um, God, there's so many, there's so many things, you know, obviously abuse, emotional, mental, physical, sexual, 
just so many things uh, in ways that you are would not have gotten your needs met as a child. Having a codependent parent, having a narcissistic parent, the list goes on. Now, so what are some of these needs? And these are needs that are healthy needs that every child needs filled. Now, these are also healthy needs in a relationship. And you should expect these needs to be filled in a relationship. You should have expected them to be filled when you were a child. Most likely, you were not. Given the fulfillment of these fucking basic needs. Okay, so survival, obviously, right? Now, um, I'm going to go through the list, though, of... Let me just go through... I'm going I'm to talk about the ones that you should have had as a child and that you and you deserve to have in your relationship, right? So safety, you should feel safe within your relationship. You should have felt safe as a child, emotionally, mentally, physically, and sexually. Attention, you should have attention, 100%. Yes, attention, I love you, how are you today? Can we talk, I miss you, um, attention, attention. And if you didn't get it as a child, you're seeking it as an adult, right? Um, guidance. You should guide each other, love each other. And as a child, if you didn't get guidance, oh my gosh, you had to figure everything out on your own. So guess what? As an adult, you're going to try to figure everything else out on your own. Or you're going to rely on others to figure it out for you. Okay. Um, listening. Your parents should have listened to you. You should have been heard. Your, your, whatever you had to say should have been important. And so what happens if you weren't heard? Well, you grow up and you feel unheard. And so then you want to be heard, but you don't just talk, you know, you, you don't get, you don't get people to listen to you in a certain, assertive way. You become passive, aggressive, aggressive, rageaholic, angry, and all of that to get heard, right? Um, being real. If you were, if your real self was shunned, shamed in any way, oh my gosh, as an adult, you're, you're going to be filled with toxic shame. Uh, and that's a whole podcast on itself. Um, acceptance, you know, accepting you to be you, you should have had the freedom to be you, you know, tolerance for your feelings, validation, respect, belonging and love. And all of those things are not just reasonable, they're needs, they're human needs. I would say God created these human needs. This is what you need to sur survive and thrive. And if you're in a healthy relationship, guess what? You should have the freedom to be you. People should tolerate your feelings in a healthy way. You should be able to say, hey, I feel this way right now. Can do you think we can talk about this? Um, you know, I'm feeling, hmm. If you're not allowed to talk about your, how you're feeling as a child and, and then you're going to go try to get, you know, that need met as an adult, oh my gosh, you're going to end up with people that also won't listen to your feelings. Validation. That it's okay to be you. That not it's not just okay to be you, but to be you is fucking fantastic. Respect. Respect. If you weren't respected as a child, you're probably not going to demand respect as an adult. And you're going to stay where you are being disrespected. 
That's the saddest part. But support. You should support one another in a relationship. If you didn't get support, you you get you're you're getting this right. Loyalty and trust. Here's the big one about loyalty and trust, and I need you to focus on this. Loyalty and trust. If you grew up in a household where your parent or parents were not loyal to you, or they in and they didn't trust you or you or mostly they proved that you couldn't trust them you will allow things in relationships that you should not allow why because you grew up no thinking people are not loyal and you can't trust them so then you will you will allow things in relationships that you shouldn't allow or you will become somebody that you can't trust. See, one of two things happens. You either become the untrustable or you might have a hard time trusting or you put your trust in people's hands that are going to betray it over and over and over again. I don't know which one's worse, honestly. I, I, I've never been that untrustworthy person, so I can't say that. I've put my hands, my life in the hands of people that have just taken my trust and stomped all over it and then tried to make me feel bad about it. And you have to understand that just because you were let down continuously as a child doesn't mean that you should continuously let yourself down. When you learn to trust yourself, you will trust your judgments and your decisions. And you will not allow people in your life that betray that trust over and over again. Um, also, sexuality. You should have been able to explore your sexuality, not shamed for masturbating, not shamed for touching yourself, not shamed for exploring. That's the bottom line. And if you, if you know, and you should have a healthy sexual relationship with your partner. Sex is important. It's very important. But here's the thing. Women do not want to have sex if they don't feel emotionally connected to their partner. And their partner wants to have sex to feel the emotional connection. And it just doesn't work. It, that's why when you, when couples come to me and they're in the power struggle, sex is like not really appealing to the w women they feel no emotional connection. And you, why would you want to have sex with somebody you don't feel emotionally connected to? Right? And, and I get it. And it's opposite for the men. They feel maybe that will bring the emotional connection. But it doesn't. I mean, it can. You know, you know what actually, and I'll do a whole podcast on it, that actually brings a connection more than anything. In the beginning, holding hands. Holding hands is a big one. Holding hands means a lot to me. Hugging. It doesn't mean five minutes, but hugs. Hugs are huge. Showing affection and intimacy in other ways. It doesn't, and that will eventually lead back to sex. But you got to start somewhere, right? Um, enjoyment, fun. You know, if you weren't allowed to have fun as a kid and enjoy life, you're probably not enjoying it now and you're not having fun. And how, if you're not having fun by yourself and enjoying it, how are you going to have fun with your partner? And without fun in your life and in your relationship, you're in trouble. Um, you know, freedom. You know, freedom. 
Relationships are about freedom. Freedom to be who you are, to express who you are, to be creative, to be you because you are amazing. And freedom for your partner to be him or her. And now, and if you had no freedom as a child, oh my God, you're going to be feel stifled and you're going to stifle other people. You know, so here's the thing about freedom in the relationship. It's so important. You know why? Because that means that there's autonomy and there's a relationship. You can be autonomous and secure within yourself. Now, how, and, and your relationship. How can you be secure within yourself and your relationship? By meeting and being with somebody that's secure in themselves. Because if you, if you can't be secure in the relationship, if you can't have your freedom, that means you probably don't trust. Without trust, oh boy. Nurturing. Nurturing's big. You know what? People that love their children and themselves nurture. People that love their partner and themselves nurture themselves and their partner. Bottom line. And unconditional love. What does that mean? And it doesn't mean what you think it means. Well, I don't know what you think it means. <laughs> But unconditional love means, truly, it's it's not you'd get to stomp on me, emotionally abuse me, punish me because you're the cheater, do whatever it is. Uh, no, emotional, um, uh, let's see, unconditional love means I'm going to love you through all of the hardships that we might go through together. I'm going to love you because I'm part of your team, you're part of my team. We are a team. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to betray your trust. I'm not going to squash your, you know, self-esteem. I'm going to be a good, loving human being and I'm going to love you unconditionally. Does not mean I am going to allow you to emotionally abuse me, mentally abuse me, physically abuse me, sexually abuse me. I'm not going to let you um, have affair after affair after affair. I'm not going to let you do this. You know, anything that is a betrayal. Betrayal in a relationship is... Oh, God. I feel so sad when I have to, you know, talk about those things. And it's just, it's, it's, it's hard. It breaks people's hearts in two. And it's a puddle that I have to try to... Um, you know, the, the puddle is just the person that's just basically gone down into just imagine a water puddle, right? And the puddle just keeps spreading and I need to help stop the spread of the puddle to push the puddle at least back together. So hopefully I can just bring it up, rise it back up to who it's supposed to, who he or she are supposed to be. So yeah, this month, February, 2022 is going to be like even though today is January 31st, I get it, but I'm doing February for inner child and we're really going to talk about it and we're really going to get into the nitty gritty of relationships, like a lot, a lot and see why you're doing the things you're doing and what's happening because I'm telling you right now, you are your story until you heal it and it will show up in every area of your life. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. Don't forget it. Until next time, bye.